BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I am an extremely successful man and my time is valuable. And you're wasting mine, yours, and everybody else's. Social media star Andrew Tate back in the news as he tries to fight his house arrest, files a lawsuit against one of his accusers, and gets into hot water over online comments. Defense attorney and former prosecutor Kathleen Bogenschutz comes on to break down the latest developments. Hey, are you looking for some more true crime content? Are you an armchair detective? It's okay. A lot of us are. Well, if you haven't already, you got to check out the True Crime Garage podcast, which is probably going to be your next binge listen. Why? Well, each week, the Garage guys cover a new case featuring missing persons cases, cold cases, solved stories, and serial killer profiles, all while sitting back and having a drink or two. What's better than that? Now, you can listen to the True Crime Garage podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all of the best podcast listening apps. For more information, you can go to truecrimegarage.com. All right, let's get into the latest on the Andrew Tate case, which we've been following. Tate is a former professional kickboxer and self-help guru, a social media star or influencer, who was arrested in December of last year out in Romania. In June, he and his brother Tristan were charged with rape, human trafficking, and forming a criminal gang to exploit women. Two Romanian women have also been criminally charged as well as part of this plot, as part of this conspiracy. And the Romanian Investigative Agency Directorate for Investigating Organized Crime and Terrorism, DCOT, said through a webcam business that was owned by the Tate brothers, these defendants, quote, created an organized crime group with the purpose of recruiting, housing, and exploiting women by forcing them to create pornographic content meant to be seen on specialized websites for a cost. Reporting indicates that there are seven alleged victims who were lured under false pretenses of love where they were sexually exploited, like being forced into pornography and subjected to physical abuse, intimidation, surveillance. Those are kind of what the allegations are. And for anybody who's been following this case, particularly here on Sidebar, you know that there has been a battle uh, over where the Tate brothers are. Where are they detained? Right now, it's a question of whether or not they should be currently still on house arrest. I want to bring in criminal defense attorney and former prosecutor Kathleen Bogenschutz to talk about this. Kathleen, great to see you. Thanks for coming here on Sidebar. So this is quite the back and forth. You know, so Tate and his brother, they were locked up in a Romanian jail for, I believe, three months. All their legal efforts to be released failed. Then they won a ruling, an appeal. They were released on house arrest. That's been going on for several months. It was just extended by another 30 days, my understanding is. And now it seems that uh, Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan have gone to a Romanian court appealing this prior decision to extend their house arrest from two weeks ago. 
Um, what do you? I know you're not an expert in Romanian law, but in your expertise and in your general knowledge of this case and criminal law, the chances that this works based on everything you've seen, the chances that they can get off of house arrest. So the purpose of pretrial release conditions and a bond, bail, house arrest, pretrial in most Western uh, democratic legal systems is to ensure that the person is one, not a danger to others. Um, two, uh, doesn't maybe continue committing crimes. And three, um, that they return to court for their trial date uh, and further. Um, it's my understanding that he has some pretty significant, um, he has some pretty significant monetary reserves. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if he has any ties in areas where uh, he may not be able to be extradited. But the fact of the matter is, uh, there's such serious charges. And many of your viewers might not realize this, but plenty of human trafficking or organizations tend to have some kind of female involvement too. Uh, because otherwise, how would you lure somebody in? A woman sees another woman, she feels comfortable. Those so in other things. words, without knowing more facts of this case, you're saying that the two women that have also been charged, that might be why they could be an instrumental part of this case. Yes. Uh, frankly, it's it's uh, not unusual at all. And I, I hate to break everyone's hearts to to see a, a mother or an aunt or something like that, someone that, that a woman trusts, somehow get her involved in this. So right. uh, there has to be, it's it's highly unlikely that, you know, your your average female is going to get in a car with a guy she doesn't know, but she might get in with a woman. I guess the question I have is, is when I think about the house arrest, it seems like, you know, he's being detained. Um, there was a period where he was being detained without being formally charged. Then he was formally charged. In your experience, I've seen it myself, that there are people who have been accused of sexual assault and rape, and they're out. They're not on house arrest. Mm -hmm. uh, they're out on uh, bail. In, with sex trafficking, with human trafficking, people who are charged with those crimes, are they typically on house arrest? Uh, do they typically make bail? What, what do you see usually? So in my jurisdiction, uh, uh, they can be held without bail. Um, and generally what we will see is something called uh, an Arthur hearing, which in which you try to show that either the state's evidence is uh, weaker than than the judge might like to see in order to hold them. Uh, in Florida, it's called proof evident presumption great, that you have proof evident presumption great. Um, but even if a judge were to find that, you could find that this person is not a risk to the community on bond or on house arrest or uh, otherwise released. So the, the fact of the matter is he's so, he's he said some things online that to me are not helpful to his cause. Uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I think he's well known for being incredibly misogynistic. Um, and he hasn't in fact stopped saying mean things about women since well, he's been on house arrest. Let, let, let's talk about that because this just happened. So Andrew Tate responded to an image that 52 year old Amanda Holden of Britain's Got Talent fame. She posted this on Twitter. It was a picture of her in a black two piece bathing suit. And he writes, quote, you are a wife and a mother and you're far past a teenager. There is no need for this post. Now, he is certainly entitled to his opinion and it is on mm -hmm. brand with respect to his views on women. But can it actually hurt him legally? Can a judge look at that and say, 
this is now another reason why you need to be uh, further detained or your detention to be extended. Well, I don't know too much about his his terms of release, but certainly when he, you know, if he was holding somebody hostage and putting them on OnlyFans, you'd imagine that maybe there might be some restrictions on his internet use. So the fact that he went ahead and posted a comment uh, on the internet is a pretty good uh, indicator that yes, he was on the internet. So I, it, it's difficult to do anything without the internet these days. I, I doubt he had a total block on it, but it's it's incredibly stupid if he were my client i'd probably spend quite a bit of time yelling at him i i don't i don't think there's been any restrictions put on his his internet use and and i guess it's interesting because if he makes his living or a significant portion of his living on social media would he be restricted from doing that if it's a form right. of income um but i in your experience it seems like he imagine this happened in america he would have a first amendment right to say what he wants, to post what he wants. I can't imagine that it being used against him um, in this kind of case. I mean, it's not like it's, let's say, for example, he was in a defamation case and he was being right. sued uh, by this woman. And then that's like further, even, I don't even think that would classify, but statements like that being used against him, I, I don't think it furthers whether or not he's guilty of these crimes. It's, it does. It feels unrelated. I just can't tell from like a PR point of view. That's one thing, but from a legal point of view, um, you know, I, I don't see it being that significant. Oh, so yeah, talk to me about that in terms of yeah, um, yeah that could be a problem. Yeah. So women make up what is it, fifty one, fifty two percent of the population, and you don't necessarily want to insult fifty two percent of your jury pool on your way into the courthouse. So that would be my well, larger issue is can't you just I, keep I, your mouth shut for a little I, bit? I will, I, I will tell you, my understanding is, is that in Romania, there are no juries. It's a judge, but a judge could be affected by this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you have a coin flip chance that she's, that there's a female judge? Yeah. I, I just think it's not helpful. Um, if there is a way for him to lie low from a PR perspective, I mean, these uh, more charges have come out of the woodwork and he just seems, I mean, there's some people that just like attention. Well, if he makes his living off of it, and as I said, it's on brand, I can understand why he's doing it. He received a ton of backlash from her supporters uh, for the comments that he made. I do want to ask you about this. So he's facing these charges, him and his brother, and they have filed a lawsuit and they filed a lawsuit claiming that one of the victims falsely accused him of imprisoning her in Romania and that led to his arrest. Now, it's against the woman, her parents, another woman who lived in the brother's Romanian estate, and a male friend of the woman. And this lawsuit seeking at least $5 million, according to the Associated Press, the brothers claim that the five Florida residents conspired to falsely accuse them of human trafficking and rape, costing them, quote, their freedom and millions of dollars in income from their lucrative social media, podcasting, and business ventures. I think it's really interesting filing a lawsuit against someone for the criminal charges that you face. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, I have not seen it done at the time of the criminal trial, mostly because it could uh, subject him to deposition and discovery. And given, as you mentioned, given what is on brand for this gentleman, I have to imagine that there are maybe some things that are out there that he may not want to disclose. Uh, but I have, in one case, one of my victims uh, was sued after a trial uh, that a colleague of lost after I left the state attorney's office for defamation, and it went nowhere fast. Uh, of course, that's in the U.S., uh, that just because a jury 
find somebody not guilty of a sexual battery doesn't mean that reporting it is a defamation case. Um, and I, I, I don't know enough about what he's pleading in the civil case to be able to talk intelligently about it. Right. But uh, I can tell you that the one that I know of went nowhere fast. But, but speaking that generally speaking, if someone is found now not guilty of the crimes, I understand the example you provided, but if someone is found not guilty by a jury of their peers of the crimes, and then that defendant turns around and sues the accuser, can that not guilty verdict be used in the civil trial and say, listen, a jury saw that there was no abuse or there was no whatever the claim is. Can that be used in a civil trial? Um, I actually did a significant amount of research on it because it bothered me very much at the time that it happened. Um, and uh, the the research that I did yielded, uh, you know, there's there's some public policy issues here that the, the victim's not the only one bringing charges. There's uh, a prosecutor, there's the police officers, uh, a judge signs off on a probable cause affidavit. Um, so unless somebody has completely fabricated everything, which of course is what he's alleging, but I, it, it's, it's pretty difficult to meet the standard in which you would be able to not so much bring, but at least sustain a case. And, and generally and in my speaking, case, I had a confession on tape. Right. So that's, that's very different. That's <laughs> and very and different. Uh, he just claimed it was consensual and it was like on a table at a right. doctor's office. So he was, he was upset about losing his license too. And, and just generally speaking about this case, um, Andrew Tate, when he was leaving court, said the truth will be known very soon. He's been adamant that he's innocent of these charges, has claimed, um, and maybe people on his behalf who were posting on social media while he was locked up in jail were saying that this was political in nature, that the, this was going after a high-profile man like him and his brother. It was so that there could be uh, prosecutors could be elected, and that, that's the way that I understood it. It's a very political prosecution. I don't know that much about the Romanian criminal justice system. I can't make an opinion about about it. But generally speaking, from what you've read about this case, how strong do you think it is against the Tate brothers and what you think, how you think it might progress in terms of now it's a question of where he's going to be tamed and what the trial is ultimately going to look like? So there, there is a presumption for the least restrictive means necessary to protect the community and uh, have the defendant return to trial. Um, and if they decided that was house arrest, that was house arrest. Uh, it, it may not have anything to do with the strength of the case, but what interests me the most, um, and obviously we haven't seen anything about it on uh, news networks, but what interests me is I wonder what kind of digital footprint we have here, because mm -hmm. you would be surprised um, in these videos, uh, and it, it's been coming up more and more in criminal cases covered on this network, we have metadata embedded in videos and in text messages and in photos. And so you could prove the date, the time, the place that things happen. And I would also wonder if there's like outtakes that maybe got edited or deleted and if those are recoverable. So I, I can't talk about how strong the case is, but I can say right. that there's, you know, with, with sufficient technical prowess, I'm sure they can come up with quite a bit. Well, um, the Daily Mail, who's been on this a lot, they posted an article about some of the text messages that were allegedly sent by Andrew Tate to the women that he allegedly held captive. Um, they were revealed in Romanian prosecutors' transcripts. I'll give you one of them. Don't go out alone without telling me. It's the last warning. That yeah. seems on point for what they're accusing him of. 
And to think that you could get a date, a time, and maybe even latitude and longitude data from where that text message was sent and to whom and where that person was at the time it was sent. That's, uh, I'm not going to say it's uh, it's a slam dunk, but I'm going to say yeah. it's not helpful. Yeah, context matters too. Um, yeah. But look, you know, we're trying to do our best to report what's happening. And I think it's a high profile story. We think it's an interesting story and uh, an important one to say the least, because these allegations are incredibly serious, particularly for someone who has such a high, a big following as himself. So we will continue to follow it. Kathleen Bogan shoots. Thanks for taking the time and being our, you know, expert on Romanian law for the last 20 minutes. Uh, we're still trying to piece it together ourselves, but appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. And that's all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time. 